Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Start with our uh, visit this week to Louisville, Kentucky. We went to see the One Shining Podcast live, a show I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, it was funny. It was a very good show. Um, I'm wondering, though, before we get into kind of what happened with the show and do our recap, are you at the point from working with me and going to that show tired of Rick Pitino jokes yet? I'm I'm done with Rick Pitino jokes. Okay, so I can't say sports? No, it's not even funny anymore. Okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. Okay. So... Um, had a lot of fun. It was a really cool show. So I've been following their show for a long time, back since they were teed up. And they actually talked about the end of teed up in that show. They talked a lot about uh, Rick Pitino and everything that happened there. They had a lot of funny things where they showed clips of people, uh, videos and things like that, or Bob Huggins acting weird in the tournament, Rasal Butler tearing his ACL, stuff like that. And um, I thought their banter was great. They had a great interaction. Um, overall, it was it was it was worth the drive down for me. It was nice. Yeah, nice little drive. And I got to meet Mark Titus. You got to meet Mark Titus. And that was That's like right. that alone was worth the money for me. That's good. I'm happy. <laughs> so overall, a good time. The Q and A was a little rough at times. Like some, there's always the guy as, in the Q and A. As as all Q and As typically are. There's always that one guy who makes the whole thing weird. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Talking about instead of talking about tattoos, he's talking about cigarette burns, and I'm I'm not sure what we were getting at there. But shout out to the guy in the loyal Chicago hoodie. Yeah, flat out was like, hey, did North Carolina make the Final Four last year? <laughs> that was great. So overall, Mark uh, Titus and Tate, thank you for putting on a great show. We had a lot of fun going. Um, so let's get into the NBA news, man. Let's um, do we want to start serious or do we want to have some laughs first? Let's just let's dive into the serious. Okay. So we're going to talk about the curious case of the Derrick Rose 50-point celebration. Yeah. Okay. So I think you and I are probably better to tell this than anyone on the network because we've been through the ups and downs of Derrick Rose. Yeah. Uh, we so were, many. Yes. So and many ups and downs. Rookie of the years and MVPs yeah. and ACL injuries and meniscus injuries. And, and rape allegations. Yes. 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 I got to dive right in. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have been living under a rock, which chances are, if you you probably haven't, if you're listening to our show, um, Derek Rose had a, I wouldn't even call it a flashback game because he never had a game like that when he was in his prime. No, no. I mean, this was this was the the greatest game of his whole career. Yeah. Which is really really strange to say. I mean, the, at this the, point, yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody expected D Rose to have this, but you know what was funny. Is I want to say maybe two or three years ago, Mo Williams in a Timberwolves yeah. jersey did the same thing. You're right. That was um, God, that was right before he went back to Cleveland. Yeah, right before he went back to Cleveland and and basically retired shortly after. So I don't know if that's a, a sign. I don't know if it's. I hope not. Yeah, but I I was thinking a lot about that Mo Williams game after I saw the the D Rose game. I was like, which was kind of a, you know, uh, was it a fluke? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the Timberwolves kind of suck right now. Yeah, we're going to get to that for sure. Yeah. So, the reason I think I want to talk about this is because it was like, Twitter was split down the middle. 
And there were some people that were like, man, holy crap, Derek Rose had a 50-point game. That's awesome. He got really emotional at the end. He not only had 50 points, he had six assists. He was rebounding. He was shooting threes. And then, of course, there's the other people that were like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of sexual assault and rape allegations hanging over his head. He got away with the trial at once, but we're going to have an appeal coming up. And I think a lot of people were kind of in that point of like, do we or do we not celebrate it? And I think it's important to kind of bring that up because Rachel Nichols on the jump, and she really kind of nailed hit the nail on the head when she said, "I think it's okay to be happy that it happened, and then be, you know be able to celebrate it because we haven't seen it in in the moment." Right, exactly. Yeah. But also at the same time, I think you know we it's okay to at the same time in the back of your head wonder like what is going on with this because I do believe that you know whatever did happen, and then I mean something definitely happened. Yeah. Um, I definitely believe that he has really worked to kind of move on past that. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree um, with that. But I don't think he's going to get the Kobe case where people are going to just forget about it. Well, I, I think the Kobe case was bogus, though. That was that was the difference between that one. I think the the Kobe case was bogus, and and the stories with with the Kobe case uh, as opposed to the stories that were told in the Derrick Rose case were a little different. Right. And um, I know, you know, Derrick Rose ended up winning that, but I don't know, man. (laughs) I just don't know. I'm happy he had a 50-point game. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't think think he's going to have another game that comes close to that for the rest of his career. I just don't see it happening. I mean, some nights you're on. Some nights you're just on, and that was like the ultimate Derrick Rose game. Like he said, the three points were there, rebounding, assist, and just getting bucket after bucket, and the win. He had the game-winning block. And had the game-winning block. Which, you know, even in his prime, he wasn't exactly known for being a world-class defender. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean that one, that game one of that Celtics first round series, he did he did block Rondo, which is probably his best block he ever had. Yeah, um, which basically uh, you know helped the Bulls win the game, and he became the uh, he tied Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, most points for a rookie in a playoff game, first playoff game, which was pretty incredible to see. Yeah, so on the basketball side of things, yes, do we take him seriously as a six man candidate now? Um, no. I think we do. You do? I do. Well, it all. I guess it depends on because you know he's playing shooting guard now. He's not a point guard anymore. He is, and 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 that's and you know, if then, they trade Butler, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Johnny Bench, you know, going to first base or wherever he was at after he was a catcher. He played center field for four games. I'm sorry. <laughs> at one point, played, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it's kind of like that. I mean, sometimes you can move a player over and they can. They can do some. Derek Rose might be a better suited shooting guard yeah. if he can actually shoot during games. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know, depending on what they do. Um, I mean, because the Butler fiasco is still a thing. Which oh. how are we at this point? It's still a thing. I don't know. I think the uh, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are grossly mismanaged <laughs> from 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 the bottom down to the top. I, the top to the bottom. It's just it's. It's a joke. I mean, they've become a laughing stock at this point. Yes, I don't, they have. I don't know how they move on from this. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy Butler picking and choosing games he's going to sit out, yeah. and them saying I'll tell them re- when I'll play, saying that they're going to rest him. I mean, it's just it's getting ridiculous. I mean, I mean the the whole the whole uh, you know practice 
story from a couple weeks ago seems like it was so long ago. I know, like, does. I mean, I, that really got me charged for the season, too. And, like, now I'm just like, this is getting stupid. Like, he needs to, they need to move him or move on or just send him home. I, I don't know what, I don't know what to do in this case. What do you think they should do? You gotta move him. At this point, I mean... I mean, what what are you going to get back for him at this point? I mean, they they already they already passed up a, a four. <laughs> I'm not for certain who's more to blame between him and the organization because he has been terrible through all of this. Like he is really, I'm sure teams are going to take a chance on him because of his talent, no doubt about oh, it. Oh yeah, well he's checked out. Yes, but like he is. I mean, I don't think he's handled this. I don't think he would have handled this any worse. No, he's he's not handled this well at all. (laughs) (laughs) This is the the way not to handle anything. Yeah, exactly. He has been he has been unprofessional from from the get go. Yes, from the jump, he is unprofessional. So he needs to he needs to move on. I I don't I don't really know what to do with him. I don't know where he goes. I don't know what team he makes better at this point besides maybe Philly. Yeah, in general. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't either because it's like, it's a crazy mess and it just keeps beginning getting messier. It is messy. It's the most like ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. And then um, on top of that, which is like, you know, you have everything else that's going on with like Towns and Wiggins and they're just kind of like whatever and yeah, you can tell it, Towns is kind of checked out on the court. Looks every, like. Everybody has. I don't think anyone can take their, their circus seriously at this point. Other than the Derrick Rose 50-point game, it hasn't looked like they've had fun at all. No, no. They're just they're just drudging through the season right now. And, I mean, they're in limbo. Yes. They're in limbo, and they will be in limbo until they make a move. And at this point, I think it would be best. I mean, I know Tom Thibodeau is one of the most stubborn coaches ever. Yeah. But at some point, he needs to just cut his losses, just send the guy home, just for the rest of the, just for morale's sake. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of move to another thing real quick, because obviously, anytime that LeBron James plays on a team, there's going to be discussed. Yeah. Um. So the Lakers apparently had a situation. What was it? Friday. Yeah. Where Magic Johnson apparently called Luke Johnson. I mean Luke Walton in. Yeah. And. Apparently, ripped him pretty hard. Yeah. And here's what I think is really funny about all this. All he said all offseason was he was going to be patient. We all knew he wasn't. Well, Magic Johnson's never been patient. Right. And the second part I think is funny is, honestly, like, right now LeBron's on autopilot. Yeah. Like, he's probably playing 60% of himself. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're losing out on, on great LeBron right now. Yeah. And which is funny because the stat line says otherwise but like when oh, you yeah, watch him play yeah, yeah i mean it's i know i know but there's just it's just it's status quo though which is sad right his status quo is is still great right still great and then on the other part of it is luke walton is right now getting blamed for a roster that magic johnson put together that's true and I'm not necessarily blaming the young players on no, the team. I'm not either. Kuz has played his butt off this season. Yeah, he's been the best of that group. He's been the best of the group. Brandon Ingram has, you know, the punch uh, the punch to Chris Paul kind of derailed things a little bit. Mm-hmm. That fight, while it was entertaining, <laughs> um, I think kind of put some weird voodoo on this team. Yeah, and, you know... They've won, let's see, they've won four of the last seven, which isn't bad. It's fun. Yeah, and I still think they're a playoff team. Um, but 
you know, like, this is a team that has so many pieces that you're just kind of back and forth on. I still don't know what Lonzo Ball is. Um, right I now... Think, I don't think anybody knows what Lonzo Ball is at this point. Right now, it really looks like the Lakers messed up and not taking De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, but... I don't know. I think I still think Lonzo is probably better suited to to be a point guard with with LeBron. Yeah, I do too. Um, he didn't get as much run as he should have last season, injuries and whatnot. And um, you know, I don't know. I think I think the Lakers are going to make a move midseason. Yeah, I do too. Someone is. I don't think they're going to finish the year with these young guys. I think someone is going to get moved for a player. I do not think it's going to be Jimmy Butler. I hope it's not Jimmy Butler. I hope it's not for the sake of the Lakers organization. Yeah, four years from now, who would you rather have, Brandon Ingram or Jimmy Butler? Brandon Ingram. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if Brandon Ingram's the guy. I think Kuzma has shown in two seasons that he's he's possibly better than Brandon Ingram. And yeah. he's one of the better stretch fours. He's, he's he's one of the best young stretch fours in the league right now. Yeah, I don't really like when they have Kuzma play center. It's terrible. No, he does not need to be playing <laughs> no. center. I completely agree with you. Um, but there's a lot of things about him that are very likable because he can score. Oh yeah, he's he's great. I mean, he's right now he's averaging 19 points a game, and that's that's huge. Is he second on the team in scoring right now? He is second on the team in scoring at the moment. Hold on, just a second. I will tell you because I was just looking up these stats. Before um, we did this, yeah, yeah. So he's he's scoring uh, 19 a game, so that's that's huge. LeBron's at 26.8. He's at a quiet 26.8. Is that possible? Is that a real thing? Yes, a quiet uh, 26.8. What eight rebounds and seven assists? Yeah, and I mean Kuzma's averaging five rebounds a game. Um, so I mean it's that's fine. I mean he's not really providing a whole lot of. Um, I mean he's a scorer. Yeah, I think Kuz is a scorer. I don't think he's a he's a volume rebounder or a volume defensive player getting blocks or anything like that. Do I think he could be those things? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I don't I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, Josh Hart's looked great in stretches. Yeah, but he's um, been bad the past few weeks. He's been bad the last. That's what I'm saying. In stretches, he's looked good. Um, Catavius Codwell Pope is just he's been garbage. Yeah. Um, Rondo has been all right, um, but you know it's. I don't know what you do. Some of these guys got to get moved. They're not gonna. They're not gonna end the season with uh, with this team. Right? I I agree. So that's what kind of brings up this conversation. I want to have sure. Um, and uh, so Michael Beasley has played three games. Why not? Is day to day for personal? Day to day for personal. Yeah. Just letting him. Okay. He's averaging one point a game. Yeah. Okay. He's getting, sure. Getting a free throw in. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, maybe he does have stuff going on, but I wanted to do this conversation because I wanted to play what Lakers actually fit with LeBron. And I think this is a pretty important thing because we're trying to figure this out. Well, JaVale McGee. I'll say, JaVale McGee is... Yes, the, that's one we have I'll not say, mentioned yet at all. Let's start the obvious here. Yeah. JaVale McGee 100% fits right now. He's leading the league in blocks by a substantial yeah. amount. Yeah. Um, the way the Lakers are using him is great. He's only playing like 25 a game. Yeah. And he's scoring, and he's rebounding. Yeah, he's been he's been wonderful. This is the best season he's ever had, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, we're looking at a guy who was basically out of the league a couple years ago. Yeah. And has totally turned... I mean, I didn't know really what to expect throwing him on the Lakers this year. But he has... Uh, 
he's been really good, and he, and as of right now, he's a legit defensive player of the year candidate. Yes, he is. Weirdly, and he's putting up fourteen points a game and seven and a half rebounds to go with three point four blocks. Yeah, he's 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 been solid. I like him. I think he does fit. Now, if he didn't play in a, in a Western Conference with Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic, he oh, might be an All Star. He might be. I agree. I agree. Um, now, with that being said, um, Tyson Chandler yes. was bought out for literally like. Two million dollars less than what they <laughs> than what he was going to make, which is great for Tyson Chandler. Yeah, I'll get paid almost that whole salary, and he has announced he is going to be signing with the Lakers. Yeah, how do you think he is going to be used with this team? Do you think there will be moments where um, they will use him with Javale? I think so. Honestly, I think that there's going to be some stretches there where they're going to try to give LeBron a break or Kuzma a break. You know, any of those guys, but. This is a guy that for the first time in his career since his rookie year is playing less than 20 minutes a game. So, I think yeah. That's kind of be that kind of plays a part in it. Yeah. He's definitely going to be kind of the guy to kind of give JaVale stretches of kind of a rest. Yeah. Cuz right now they're playing Zubak in that in that role and Zubak's not good. Zubak is not good. No. He had a lot of potential a couple years ago, I, I, but I'm, I'm I'm all out on the, uh, the Zubak train. Yeah, and Tyson Chandler obviously is not the Defensive Player of the Year anymore. Like, not even close. No, He's no. pretty bad at defense now. Yeah, yeah. But as far as a veteran leader that LeBron can count on to kind of be around the young guys and give, so, give JaVale a mini break, I, I don't mind it. I mean, it was just a year ago that he was averaging nine rebounds a game. Yeah, um, it's been a long time since he's been a double double guy. It, it's been a few. It's been a few years. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel. You feel he doesn't fit. N- no, I, I don't think he's a great fit with this team. I mean, like you said, he's going to get some. He's going to give some minutes to LeBron. You know, if he mm-hmm. if he needs to sit back for a little while or coos, but um, I don't. I don't know what what makes this team better. Do we obviously shooting? Shooting, okay. I don't really feel like they're a defensive. I mean, they're a three point threat. Okay, people are just going to clog the paint and dare them to shoot. And do you go after someone? Um, I don't know. Do you go after someone like a, an established vet for the shooting, or or? Do you or like a cheap route, like a Bellinelli kind of kind of route, or do you um, do you just kind of settle with what's going on right now? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I think the best route has to be a veteran shooter, right? I mean, not saying go get Kyle Korver because I don't think that necessarily no, fits. No, no. Which I he's going to come up later in our trade discussions. Yeah, but he's well, he's going to. I I don't think he's even going to get traded. I think he's going to get bought out. I mean, that's fine too. I think I think he'll be bought out, and uh, we'll, you know we'll get to that in a minute, but. Um, but it's also too like they don't want to take on bad contracts because they're game planning for next year, so they can't go get Tim Hardaway Jr. because no, that's they, not a good contract. No, they need to, they need to go after someone who's on a on an expiring deal or a um, you know a budget shooter. Yeah, because like an Ersan Ilyasova who's actually in a decent role right now, you can't go get. Well, and Ilyasova is not. I mean, they they're they're stacked at that at that position at True. the stretch four. So it's like. They need, you need to go after a shooting guard. You need to get rid of some of your guards, though. You need to get rid of either uh, KCP or or Josh Hart. And I don't really want They're to give up They're not getting rid on, of Josh Hart. Yeah, I don't really want to, them to give up on Josh Hart at this moment. I think he's got a lot to give right now. I just think he needs to find his, find his legs. So, okay, we're going to put Josh Hart in the he fits category. 
Okay. Yeah, he definitely fits. Um, Lance. He's actually played decent. Yeah, I mean, but he's still he's still a goofball. Lance can come off the bench. I mean, I don't. He's he's whatever. He's like irrelevant. <laughs> he's irrelevant. He doesn't he doesn't win or lose games. Yeah, he's um. I think that he's the most likely to be moved if it comes to that situation. Him or Beasley. Because I don't think Beasley's a fit at all. I didn't think Beasley was a fit when he signed. Yeah, that one was a weird one. Yeah. Hilariously, JaVale McGee ended up becoming a, a steal. Well, I mean, if you're, I mean when, he, when he signed, when JaVale signed, I think you and I both kind of went, okay. You know, I don't know why he's there and Brooke Lopez isn't, but okay. You know, and yeah, he's but, been really good. Yeah, he's been great. He's been great. And, and you know, Brooke's living it up in, in Milwaukee Yeah, now. Brooke's playing well, too. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, it was a, kind of a win-win for both. I'm definitely buying Buckstock. Mm-hmm. I am definitely buying Buckstock. Yeah. Even they, though... It, it, it just turned out they needed a real coach. Yes. That was all it was. All <laughs> it took was them needing an actual NBA coach. And Ben Holzer's like, I get to leave Atlanta and have this? Oh, yeah. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy who, who got a uh, a team of just average dudes to the with no stars to the uh, the conference finals one year with the same team he had the year before and the year before. Yeah. You know, he's just, you know, he's not a bad coach. I mean, he's he's much better than Jason Kidd. Um, Which apparently might be the next Laker coach. You know, that sounds bad. This sounds terrible, actually. That sounds really bad. I hate everything about that. I think Mark Jackson sounds terrible, too. Yes. I don't want him out there. Well, actually, I won't mind it because it'll get him out of the booth. I had an idea for a name, but I wasn't going to say it because it involved the word sports. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. No, no, They would never go down that route. Oh, my God. LeBron might kill him. That would be that would be a lose-lose situation. LeBron might literally punch him in the mouth. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that would work out. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think coaches would definitely want to go there. But, like, I don't want Tyron Lue to be the Lakers coach. Like, I have no interest in that. I mean, I don't even think... I think they should give Luke Walton a chance. Yes. I don't... You know... Yes, because there's nothing really better out there. Well, and he did well last year. I mean, they... And we're only 10 games into this. Yeah, I know. They're going to get better. Yes. I don't don't think we should should worry that much about the Lakers right now. They're going to make some sort of move that's going to help them in the long run. We don't know what that is yet. Um, but, they're gonna uh, have a stretch too, where they're gonna be hot. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it, they'll find their legs. I'm not worried about the Lakers. Yeah. So in the last group of guys that don't fit or fit, uh, I think right now I guess the point guard duo is okay. Um, it's okay. I don't. I know, man. Like I, I thought that I would see more from Lonzo Ball. I thought that a year of an off season he would get better. And I understand point guards sometimes take time, so you don't like to like mature and get better. But what's he? good at that he wasn't good at last year um nothing in particular <laughs> yeah like i think he's a good defender but yeah. we haven't really seen a lot of him. he's a really good rebounder for a point guard yeah he, he is but he is. his shot and he's i know he's working on mechanics with his new shot and i understand he's figuring some things out but he's had a lot of airballed threes this year yeah well, you know that's the name of the game shooting the three now yeah are you disappointed in brandon ingram yet yeah yeah me too i am i was talking about this last night with kyle it's for how good he can be, and I mean, for a guy that last year shot 38% from three, yeah, it is 100% unacceptable for a guy that can shoot like that to only shoot 65% from the line. Unacceptable. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, you can't do that. No. And, you know, for LeBron getting, getting shit for that game where he missed two free throws at the end of the game, he's still shooting about 80% from the line this year. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. 
All right, so the last guy we can talk about, does he fit or not fit? By the way, why the hell is Mo Wagner not playing? I mean, I guess with Tyson Chandler coming in, now it makes sense, but... He's he's getting his feet underneath of him in the G League right now. Yeah, he he's looked okay there, but I would think that... I would think he would probably get some minutes. Maybe at the end of the season. Yeah, hopefully. Like, see. see what you got. See where you took a first-round pick with him. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if Wagner's going to get a whole lot of a whole lot of play this year. Yeah, probably not. All right, man. So let's we'll wrap this up. We're doing our next segment here, guys. We'll be right back. This will be our trade talks of the week, or as we call it, our bad trade rumors of the week. We're going to do the Cleveland Cavaliers edition. We're going to talk about where these guys could be traded and where they might fit. So we will be right back. And now it is time for the bad trade rumor of the week. Well, folks, welcome to our first ever Bad Trade Rumor of the Week segment, Sean. This is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers edition, where we're going to talk about all these veterans that don't belong in Cleveland, and we're going to talk about where we think they should go. Are you ready? Yeah, let's let's do this. All right, so, hmm, do you want to go, do you want to throw the first name out? Uh, let's start with J.R. Smith. Where does J.R. Smith fit? Okay, so this was the one I had the most difficult time with. Yeah, he's uh, he's a difficult one. Period. I don't. Uh, who needs an overpaid shooting guard right now? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I mean, who? So let's go contract aside here. Let's just okay. talk about the player. Sure. The Miami Heat. You think the Miami Heat? Okay, here's why. Tell me. So, um, their shooting guard situation's a little rough between Winslow. Like, I'm. Um, have you? Did you see that game where Justice Winslow played point guard? He looked pretty good, actually. No, I didn't. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with it. Huh. But Wade's leaving. Yeah, um, he is. How many years does JR have left on his contract? Two. Two years. So someone's got to dedicate two years. They'll probably make the Cavs eat a ton Ch- of it. Chances, chances are he will probably be bought out in his last season. There's a chance he could be traded somewhere and bought out in general. That's, yeah, that's wild. You know, because, like, where do you want to put him? I mean, Miami, I think, makes sense as far as, like, their shooting guard depth. Yeah. But I don't want to go back to New York. I like what they're getting from guys like Alonzo Trier. Yeah, I don't. Uh, no, I, and I don't think I don't think he he needs to go back to New York. I don't think that's uh, that's something that he should do. I don't know. Maybe maybe a younger team. Maybe like a Dallas. Maybe do you put him in New Orleans back again to where he can back up uh, Drew Holiday? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to give him, I think he can still provide a team. Orlando. Orlando. See, I thought about Orlando, but he there's no player for him to go there. There's just, uh, it, it, he's not going to make the playoffs. It's not, I don't think it's a good situation for JR in but, Orlando. Yeah, I know. But I like your, is... I like your, I like your New Orleans thing. But if we're going to talk a bad trade rumor, yeah, let's say he's going to Orlando. Right. Let's just say he's going to go to Orlando. He's going to get traded for, you know, some big, <laughs> you know. Okay, so. I don't think Orlando would do a Vucevic for J.R. Smith trade by any means, but I think they could make it interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be bad. So, what else we got on Cleveland? All right, let's talk George Hill. George Hill. Always forget he's there. Yes. So, if they're going to move forward with the future, and they're already told Corver and J.R. that they're going to play the young guys, Yeah. he's got to be moved. Yeah. And you know who really needs a point guard right now? Tell me. The Spurs. Spurs do need a point guard, and man... 
George would sure uh, fill that void there. Yeah, and he was successful for Popovich in the past. He and, was. You know, I he mean, was. He, you know, obviously he's well known for being traded for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't exactly know Kawhi Leonard was going to be what he turned out to be. Well, well, Kawhi's not even there anymore, so it doesn't even matter. Exactly. It's moot. He can go back. So if I think statistically as far as who needs a point guard because of a ton of injuries, who's a guy that knows the system really well, and who's a guy that kind of has that Popovich guy feel to him? Yeah. I would 100% push George Hill. And they're and they're they're down some point guards. Yes. They are down some point guards. So, yeah, that's a great. That's not even a bad trade rumor. That's just good. Yeah. But, but how does he get there? That's the conundrum here because yeah, you're going to The Spurs aren't going to give up a first round pick for him. No, they are not going to give up any picks for him. And he right also now. has 2 years left on his deal. Yeah, I think uh well, and I mean that's not bad for someone who uh let's see here. Lonnie's out for a while. Yeah, Lonnie's out, Patty Mills is out. DeJounte Murray. No, Pat Murray's not out. So DeJounte Murray's out, and then... Yeah, Patty Mills is, is running the show right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're Cleveland, would you take Bryn Forbes for him? I would. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go all in on a, uh, you know... I mean, if you're going to go all in on a on a rebuild with young players, sure. Sure. I or wish... I could take Quincy Pondexer. <laughs> I would almost take... Not that I... I mean, I, I want them to be young... I would almost take him on the Bulls just so we could get rid of Cameron Payne and just go Blakeney, Archiondo, and George Hill. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know where you. Uh, I, I don't even like him on the Bulls. I don't like him there. I mean, they need a point guard. They don't have a real point guard right now for Chicago. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. Blakeney is their Chris, best point guard. Chris Dunn. Yeah, but he's actually a shooting guard. He's not even really a point guard. He's not passing the ball. He's not. He's not setting up offense or anything like that. So, you know, I mean, they have no one right now at all running their point. Yeah, I'm tr- I mean, they are on complete autopilot. Yeah, and it's not good. So, so George Hill, we're saying Spurs. I think it's the one that makes the most sense. It makes it? the most sense. Okay, that's a good, that's a good bad trade rumor. Yeah, because it's not even bad. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. And then who else we got? Who else we getting rid of? Let's talk about Kyle Korver. Let's talk about Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver's not going to get traded. Kyle Korver will be bought out. Okay, we're going to play the case in case he gets traded. Okay, he's not. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> so again, I don't mean to play the role of let's keep repeating. Like yeah. going back to former teams. Yeah. But the Sixers could really use a scorer off the bench. They could. And I think Corver could really kind of fill that. Go back to Philly. Yeah. I oh think... man. Yeah, and, and that that was where that was where Philly was so good last season. They found all these bargain bench players from yeah. the buyout market at the end of the season. The, the Bellinelli's, the, the Iliasovas. Yeah, and they were fantastic. Bellinelli in that last stretch, especially in the playoffs, was absolutely fantastic. Yes. And they're going to need someone like that. And Kyle Korver, fan favorite in Philly. Right. Uh, a the gentle, infamous a, terrible bobblehead. A gentleman, a gentleman who, who participated in the three-point contest while he was with the squad. I think he is a. Uh, I think he's a perfect candidate to be bought out and taken to Philly, and I. I would. I sincerely believe that is a true destination for him. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that he is. You know, he's. You know, like I said, he's a Philly. He's a Philly. He's beloved in Philly. Yeah. He's done a lot of great things there, um, and I think for what Brett Brown wants for scores off the bench. Yeah. It's very hard to find someone who fits that better. Yeah, he's he's perfect for that, and and he's not getting any burn right now. Well, he did you did you read that report? No, I didn't. Okay, so apparently, 
when he signed his contract. Oh yeah, there was a there was a handshake deal that yes. if LeBron left, he would also he would get traded, be able to leave. And then apparently, Kobe Altman said that we're not going to move him. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of changes in management. I'm starting to think Kobe so, Altman sucks at his job. I'm I'm starting to think that the Cavs are a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely. I mean, we're doing a segment right now on who they should move. I mean, I mean, we, this was a team that we thought was going to get the eight seed, potentially, potentially yes. get the eight seed just a couple weeks ago, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> there's not. I don't think there's anything that's going to turn that, no. that team around right now. Okay, can we find a place for Tristan Thompson? No. 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 I don't no. think he's tradable. Not until he's done dating a Kardashian. Like, I, I really don't think he's tradable. His contract's no. bad. It's terrible. Um, there, You know, backup centers, I know, are few and far between, but look at a team like Oklahoma City. Are they going to want him backing up Steven Adams? No. No. I mean, he's not worth the price. And he believes he's a starter. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. I mean, at all. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he can just go down to Orlando and hang out with the other the overpaid other bigs. bigs. No, that's the last thing Baba needs. <laughs> I'm, tr- you know, I mean, let's see, Indiana, no, Milwaukee, definitely not. Chicago, no. Um, Boston, definitely not. Minnesota, maybe. Maybe Minnesota. I mean, because Justin Patton's terrible. You could get rid of. You could get rid of Gorgie Jang. Yeah, and Justin Patton's awful. And Justin Patton's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls uh, dodged a uh, big one on that one. Yeah. So. Okay, I kind of keep coming back to OKC. Yeah. But I don't know what OKC would be willing. Nothing, because at some point with these two guys, the JRs and the Tristan Thompsons, Cleveland is going to have to eat a ton of contract for those guys to be able to be moved. LeBron sabotaged yes. that team before he left. It's like he we got, joked last week. He, he was, got he got the the problem with LeBron. LeBron is he is great to play with. Um, he uh, he gets all of his guys paid. He gets all of his guys paid, mm-hmm. and no one would have paid Tristan Thompson what they paid him nope. in Cleveland. No one would have paid Jr. what they have paid him, and and it's just it's a joke. So, with the disaster that is Jabari Parker, we ask this. Tomorrow, let's say, Gar Foreman gets a call from Kobe Altman. Sure. And he says, we'll take Jabari Parker, but you guys have to take Tristan Thompson or J.R. Smith. Would you do it? No, it doesn't doesn't help anything. J.R., is uh, is a shooting guard. They have Zach Levine, who is one of the best scoring shooting guards in the league right now. Yes. Um, they have Wendell Carter and Robin Lopez. I mean, and they're Lope- trying to move Rolo. And they're trying to move Rolo. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, it's not. I don't think that's a good spot for him. No, Tim, that's a bad trade rumor. Okay, that's what this segment's all about. Uh, so. that, that's a bad one you just started. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, could you see Tristan Thompson maybe in Toronto? Um, no, <laughs> not at all. What what would he do there? Hometown kid? No, I don't think so. Just don't. I don't know. No, the the Cavs are a dumpster fire. Yes, and there's going to be a lot of trades made. Okay, the last one. Let's just kind of end it where the most important one. Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. Kevin Love. Okay, K Love. Kevin Love will be moved this season. Has to. He will be moved. Which is hilarious because just a, a month and a half ago was you know we're gonna we're gonna give this guy a bunch of money we're gonna invest our future in this man and just 
It's very similar. Eerily similar. To Blake Griffin? No. To Chris Bosh. <laughs> yeah. We're going to invest in Chris Bosh. We're going to throw a bunch of money at him. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to play anymore. Um, whereas Kevin Love um, is made of glass, like always. We always know this. Mm-hmm. Um, we can safely say he's not going to be back to form. No. Until January, February, correct? Minnesota Kevin Love is long gone, and we thought that was a possibility this year, and it's not. I didn't think it was a possibility, but I, I think I think he can play at a high level at times for, for stints. Um, he is going to end up on a playoff contender. Someone's going to pay him. I said last week, I think he would be a great spur if you could move LMA to the five, and I still stand by that. Yeah, I think if you—I I agree— if you could do a package deal where you can move George Hill and Kevin Love to the Spurs, yeah. If you have, if you have, if you have Aldridge, DeRozan, and Kevin Love on a team, I think uh, you get a serviceable point guard running that offense. I think you really have something. Yeah, I think that'd be a really fun team. I don't know if "fun" is the word I would use, but sure, they would beat people for they sure. Would, they would beat people. They they would they would. They would be decent. I don't this this nonsense about him. Go, this nonsense about every. Eligible player going to the Houston Rockets needs to stop right now. Yes, we need to end this. We need to end this. I'm so sick of hearing Butler and Love's name get thrown up. They, it's not going to happen. You know why? Because it would have already happened. I keep thinking, I wish there was a way money-wise we could make Kevin Love work to the Denver Nuggets. That would be so nice. That would be great. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so can anyone take Channing Fry? Anyone? I, is he is he playing? He's on the team. He's in a uniform. I'm not necessarily he's sure in, he's, he's playing. He's in a uniform. He's is it is it just so he can promote a podcast or <laughs> probably in Cleveland? I mean, I I don't. Yeah, he's back in Cleveland. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm thinking, Ir- irrelevant. Yes, irrelevant. All right, so that was our bad trade rumor segment, Cavaliers edition. When we come back, we're going to do our top ten, and I'm really excited about this one because Sean and I are suckers for nostalgists, so we're going to kind of. Talk about the top 10 current NBA players we'd love to play with an NBA jam. So we'll be right back with this one, people. Also want to let you know this show is brought to you by At Large Bid, our college basketball podcast here on the 48 Minutes Network. You can check it out every Friday by subscribing to RSS feed, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. You'll have all three of our shows, including At Large Bid and Shot College every Monday and, of course, us every Wednesday. It's now time for the 48 Minutes Top 10 of the Week. Alright, and of course this is our Top 10 Countdown of the Week. If you remember last week, we had a really fun segment where we discussed the Top 10 Bubble Hall of Famers. So this week is really important to obviously 48 Minutes because Sean, we at one point, some people called us the NBA Jam Podcast. At one point. Yes. Obviously the voice of NBA Jam, Tim Kitcher, does our introduction. So, we want to talk about the top 10 pairs in the NBA that we would love to play with an NBA Jam. We're talking current teams, and we're talking the real NBA Jam. We're not talking on fire edition that EA Sports did in 2012. We're talking, can we, can we say NBA Jam TE? Yes, this okay. is tournament edition. Which is, which, is, which, is, uh, which is the best NBA Jam? Yes, absolutely. Best roster? All right, man. So, let's start. Actually, I'll let you start. Okay, so we're talking duos for a new NBA Jam. 
we would prefer this to not be all redone or anything. Right. We're talking like if it were, if we were just going in doing a Sega or Super NES copy, what we would want. I'm even down for arcade cabinet. I'm uh, even arcade. Most definitely. Yes. Most definitely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with the Nuggets. Okay. Okay. I want to do uh, Jamal Murray and uh, Colin. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jokic. Okay. Yeah. So, Jamal Murray, who is a shooter who hasn't really shot well yet this year, um, but I think is definitely a he's on fire kind of guy. He is. He is. I don't think he's a uh, now greatest attribute for these two players. So, Jokic, probably threes. Yeah. <laughs> probably threes. I think they're both solid sevens right now. Yes. I, I think... think- I think they're uh, they're both solid sevens, dude. They're the best NBA team possible because they're like the ultimate cherry pickers, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think both of them would have sevens. That would be their greatest attribute. Yes, uh, maybe uh, Jokic with strength as well. Okay, so I yeah. dig it. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna go with kind of like my because I've realized I play NBA 2K very similar to how I played NBA Jam. Yeah. I'm a very big drive and dish guy. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with our team. Okay. I'm going to go Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen. Zach Levine, the ultimate dunker. Probably you can say it'd be about an eight and a half on dunks, maybe a nine. He's a nine on dunks. Yes. And then Laurie Markkinen, who, who can hit threes with the best of them. And he'd, we'd give him an eight. Yes. We'd give him an eight on threes, which would make them pretty much the ultimate... Uh, That'd be the ultimate Bulls duo. The ultimate Bulls duo at that point. Because yeah, they would be able to beat Pippen and Grant. Pippen and Grant or, or Pippen and Armstrong. Or, yeah. Or Luke Longley, who was weirdly on that game as well. And... Uh, 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 coach. So for all you young kids who are wondering why we didn't name Michael Jordan there, he was not an NBA Jam. He was, technically, from what we were told in an interview we did with Tim Kittrow on our first episode of 48 Minutes, but that was never released. He does apparently have it, though. Yes. So, all right. So, so I have, I have another one here. Okay. Okay. So, um... And obviously we know who number one's going to be, but we're getting there. No, I see, I don't even know. You don't? I don't even know. Oh, I I, I know for a fact who it is. Okay. So, um, I guess the next one I'll have to go with, um, it's kind of tough. I guess I'll go with uh, the Utah Jazz, and I'm going to go with Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to give Donovan a uh, eight on dunks as his greatest attribute, and I'll, I'll probably give him like a six. Six on threes. Okay. Um, whereas, uh, obviously, uh, rebounding and blocks <laughs> are going to be very big um, for uh, for Rudy Gobert. So um, that that's definitely going to be his thing. I'd, I'd say is rebound rebounding is an actual thing on there, is it not? Yes, it is. Okay, we'll, we'll give him a we'll give him a nine on rebounding. That'll be his greatest attribute. Okay. Okay. So shout out to Good Luck Kyle Kyle Brandon here. Just for the sake of, we like to have those two bruisers, yeah, and the one that's really athletic and one that's going to get a lot of rebounds. Yeah, I'm putting Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond on the list. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Andre Drummond as a rebounder might be a ten. He's a yeah, and then Blake Griffin as a dunker isn't what he used to be. Probably in that eight range. Yeah, maybe seven and a half. Yeah, um, but has become a really good three point shooter. You can probably put him at seven and a half there. Yeah, and then I think that that would be a pretty fun NBA Jam duo. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I think that overall they would just kind of they're not bad defensively. So like, you know, you can probably get some like some block you could definitely get some block shots out of them. Not any steals though. No, no, no. Uh next one I'm gonna go with Philly. I'm gonna go with Embiid and Simmons. That's yeah, that's the ultimate. It's the ultimate one. Uh they're not remarkable at anything though. 
Right. Um, I would give. Uh, I'd give. I'd probably give Simmons an eight on passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a one give, on threes. And, and and yeah, I'd give him a three or a four on threes. Just <laughs> I mean, that's what they would legitimately give him. And uh, I just want to say that Antonio Blakeney it might might win at crazy shots this season. Yes, absolutely. So we're we're watching the Bulls game right now, and he's just uh, he's he's just he's ridiculous. Yeah, he's fun. Um, and then uh, with Embiid, I'm going to say uh, we're going to give him a I'd give him an eight on dunks. Actually, yeah. yeah I mean, he can throw down, and he throws he down hard. So uh, I'll go with that. Okay. So we're now at five. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Westbrook and George. Westbrook and George, okay. So, as far as you know, if you're like me, you love, like, turbo mode. Yeah. There's not many guys better than Russell Westbrook for that. No. He's going to have a nine on speed. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, especially when he gets, like, the the colored shoes, like, when it's turbo mode. Sure, sure. He's obviously going to be able to dunk. He's going to be able to pass. He's going to be able to rebound. Yeah. And you have Paul George. That can be your ultimate, like, when you're in the air and the the defender's there and you just throw it real quick. Yeah. And the alley-oops with those two would be tons of fun on that game. It would be. I agree. I agree. Seven on threes for for George? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, Probably, and I would say probably about a six on dunks. Six on dunks. Seven on dunk. Hey, it's seven and seven, I think. I'd go okay. seven and seven. It's not a bad dunker. No, not at all. Okay. So, um, oof, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Knicks, New York Knicks. I'm gonna go with uh, Porzingis and uh, Kevin Knox. Okay. Um, Knox, I'm gonna go ahead and give a seven on dunks to Porzingis. I'm gonna give an eight on threes. Uh, Porzingis is going to tower over other players. Okay. So he's also gonna be very good at blocking. In those two, so for those who do remember, you could go with alternate players in different lineups at halftime. Throw an Enos in there? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm also a fan of using two wings. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Chris Middleton and Giannis. Okay. A little, like, a little boring, but... Yes, and slow, but... Slow. Uh, Gian- Giannis, eight on dunks. Yes. Eight on dunks. You can count uh, on them to guard the perimeter. So and, a, and a middle, Middleton, eight on threes. Yes. Those are going to be their, their high attributes. For, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like it. I like it. Um, let's see here. Let's uh, let's move out west. Mm-hmm. Let's move out west. Um, trying to kind of rack my brain. Let's do Kings. Okay. Let's you do got Kings. It. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with De'Aaron Fox, obviously. Yes. Um, seven on threes. Uh, I'd probably still say six. You wanna go I'm with the six? Yet. You're not there yet. But I think he could be a, a nine in speed. Nine in speed. One hundred percent a nine in speed. And uh, would we uh, would we pair him up with Willie Colley Stein? I would say that would be the most smart move because I'm not ready for Marvin Bagley being NBA NBA no, champion no, yet. No, no, no. I think Willie Colley Stein's been the. Uh, been the uh, more consistent player lately. Give him a uh, like an eight on rebounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Not not a not a popular stud team, but it's still there. Yeah, I think we're over ten, but I'm just having so much fun with this. I don't care. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the obvious one I think we'd have to do would have to be Curry and Durant, right? Curry and Durant, yes. Because Durant's kind of the guy you can do everything with. You can literally put him dines down the line, and then put Curry as tens on threes and tens on steals. Did they do 10s? I don't think they did 10s. I think they went up to 9, Tim. Oh, on fire edition. Sorry. Stuck in my head with that crap one. On fire edition doesn't even count. That's not even canon. No, it's not. It's not canon. Um, 
So I think I mean they both they both have I think you, you they might both be nines on threes. I'd, I'd give Durant an eight on threes. Yeah. I'd give I'd give him a, a or maybe even a seven. But I would give I would of course he gets a nine. Yes, Steph gets a nine. Yes. So and then um, I think the last one would have to be okay, Lakers. What LeBron teammate do we put on there? As of today, JaVale McGee. Um, no, it's Kuz. Yeah, it's, it's Kuz. It's Kuz right now. Oh, they'd be fun. Yeah, they would. Tall guy. They'd I mean, be like a. They'd be. They'd be bruisers too. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think like the former NBA GM. They would kind of be. Um. They might almost be like that Sean Elliott David Robinson team. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, like, I would. Yeah, they'd be fun. Uh, LeBron. Uh, Eight on dunks, seven on threes. Yeah, and then uh, go with uh, I don't know, Kuz uh, six on threes, probably a six and a half on dunks. Six. There's no halves, so we're, we're, we're making it up. We're making it up as we go. Like six solid sixes and sevens, I think. Yeah, I think Kuz yeah. would have some fives in there that you could be like, okay. Yeah, they'd be fine. I think uh, I think the Warriors would be the team to beat. Yes, obviously. Um, and but I think the Bulls would be also very fun. Honestly, the last honorable mention has to be Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie Irving, probably a seven on threes. Um, speed, probably a seven. Yeah. And then Jason Tatum, probably dunks, probably about, probably about a six. Yeah. Um, but I think that that could be a really, really fun deal. Honestly, like Jalen Brown being that third guy on that team for the NBA Jam style. It would have to be Gordon Hayward, man. Come on. Come on. But like... Gordon Hayward doesn't scream NBA Jam player. No, he doesn't. No. But there's always that guy. Yeah. You know. Notice that at any point in this, we did not put Harden and Paul. No. No, we didn't. No, I think we're over that. Yeah. We're over it. Windows closed. Yeah. For NBA Jam and otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our top 10, which turned into probably 14. Um, sure. Countdown of the week for our top 10 duos of current NBA players we'd love to play with an NBA Jam. T.E. TE edition, yes, <laughs> yes. Which Homage also has done a T-shirt series of current NBA teams that have that. We did not get influenced by that, but I just remembered it to be honest with you. Yeah, they have some nice T-shirts out if you're you're interested in uh, uh, fun um, NBA duos for NBA Jam that haven't really happened. And they don't sponsor us, so we're literally just talking about how we like the product. It's 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 a good product. They can sponsor us. We're they not can. sad about it. Yeah, we'll we'll have them on here. We'll talk. We'll talk Homage. Yes, absolutely. Good dudes. Cincinnati, well, Ohio-based. Yes. So, Columbus. Yes. I'm starting to think the more I'm thinking about it, I want to have a Zach Levine, Laurie Mark, and an NBA Jam team. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really starting to starting to stir up in your head, isn't it? Yes, it is. I understand. I understand. I know. All right, so we're going to go and go. That's going to be it for this week's edition of 48 Minutes. Um, thank you all for kind of tuning in, checking the shows out. We know we've had a lot of success lately that we're really appreciative of. Um, the show's been doing really well between us, Shot Callers, and At Large Bid. And um, be sure to kind of check out this Friday's episode of At Large Bid. We're going to recap the Kentucky-Duke and Kansas-Michigan State games and kind of give our thoughts on them. And then also, um, we're going to be discussing uh, the games coming up. A lot of fun games next week, too. So thank you all so much. I hope you all got out and voted and did your due diligence as an American. So have a good one, everyone, and uh, hopefully we can... Get some more fun NBA discussions coming up in the next couple weeks. Take it easy, you all.